0: welcome into the landry football podcast network this is sec football and beyond wrapping up the film work for week 11 in uh, the conference as we head to week 12 folks we're we're down the curtain chair i mean we're down to week 12 obviously we've got one more week thanksgiving weekend and then we've got the conference championship games and then we can uh, stack them all up and we'll know how everything stacks up but at this stage We have a pretty good idea as we know who's going to be in the conference championship game. It's going to be Georgia, the East champions of the East and LSU certainly a surprise LSU winning the West. I certainly thought Alabama would win the West at the start of the season. Um, I I am very uh, surprised and impressed by what LSU has done. There's no question about it. Uh, We're going to get into all matchups and kind of tell you how things uh, look at this stage and, how the teams kind of stack up and what's ahead for them um, for the rest of the season. A reminder, though, you can get more detailed film and breakdowns on all the games in college football and in the NFL over at LandryFootball.com. All you got to do is take advantage of the football season sale that we have going on, um, that we will have going on for the remainder of the season, college and NFL season. So check it out. Also, subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network. So, a uh, couple of things just, just dump out at me. Obviously, Georgia looking pretty good against uh, Mississippi State. Uh, and Missouri getting handled by Tennessee, even though they got off to a pretty good start early. LSU squeezing by Arkansas to, to clinch the West. It was Harold Perkins. The Harold Perkins show was unbelievable. KJ Jefferson didn't start the game due to an injury. Malik Hornsby got the starting nod, but was pulled in favor of Kate Forton in the second half. Um, it was uh, not a very impressive offensive performance by LSU. They're going to have to get better. Actually, they'll need to play better against UAB, um, and and they're going to have to finish well against Texas a and I know everybody's written off A&M, but much like A&M we'll, we'll, uh, got up for Alabama, they'll get up for LSU. So it's all about – getting this team ready against georgia because certainly there's a long way to go for them to be able to challenge the dogs in the sec championship game alabama rallied from a 17-7 third quarter deficit against ole miss to pull out that 30 to 24 win uh, look another good performance by bryce young threw for 209 yards three touchdowns he scored on four consecutive drives between the second and third quarters to flip the game around Ole Miss had a chance to score in the red zone to win the game, but the Tide got a stop when it mattered. Um, so that result combined with the LSU win against Arkansas, clinched the West for uh, LSU. Um, look, I, my takeaway from the game is that Ole Miss is just not good enough, hasn't beaten a good team all year. Um, and their one-dimensional on offense. They played with Alabama, as I thought they could and would, but finishing against Alabama is difficult. They don't have enough of a passing attack to balance out what they try to do. Alabama has got Bryce Young. They've got an elite quarterback. They, they are not um, – still not looking good at the line of scrimmage offensively. <clears throat> I thought defensively they did a pretty good job containing Ole Miss's, um offense. But, look, I think Alabama is still a team that's got a lot of issues. The tape shows that they're a team that's um, no better than eight and two. I mean, when you watch them on tape, you're kind of impressed that they were able to play LSU and Tennessee as closely as they did, uh, and in both in hostile environments, it's actually um, pretty impressive. And in fact, in, in some ways, those wins—excuse um, me, those losses—were more impressive in their play than the two wins against AM and Texas. It's just kind of how things go. And obviously relative to the talent level that determines uh, the, the talent level of your opponent that determines whether you're able to win games or not, but they're not playing good football right now. Uh, Auburn is riding a high with the Cadillac William. Um, look, it's, um, it's a lot of excitement on the plains. Uh, deserve it. Excitement. I think it's wonderful. Got your happy price, price line. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. There's, if that excitement goes any further than, well, he's bringing us some energy and everything is good and it goes to, well, we think this is where we ought to go as our new head coach. I think Auburn's sadly mistaken. I think that would be a huge mistake. Cadillac is not ready for a job like this. And if you're Auburn and you're banking on the fact that Cadillac outcoached and and got his team better emotionally prepared than Jimbo Fisher. What the hell does that say about where you are? I mean, you're going to you're going to use that as your bar. Folks, you can't have the emotion that factors into, you know, this is where we're going to go in our future. What we're seeing now in a snapshot, it's like looking at a highlight of a player. And thinking that guy's a great player because I saw his highlights. That is not what it's about. It's about studying every play down in and down out. That's how you learn how good a football player is. And with a trained eye, you've got to know what to look for. But highlights that just jump out at you, that's what we're reacting to the fan base is reacting to with with a guy like Cadillac. If you're a place like Auburn, you cannot afford to put your future in someone that is completely unproven not that he can't coach not that he won't be good at some point he has no experience his job is too big for him at this moment um they're not going to hire kavak i think he'll get a cursory interview that's about it AM is an absolute mess their offense is the worst looking in the sec at this point um they're mathematically eliminated from, a bowl, eliminated from a bowl game, and it's about what changes do they make, will they make to improve this football program going forward. So um, it looks like we're going to have 11 teams from the conference to go bowling, um, but we'll see how things um, play out from here on out. Um, again, Georgia and LSU have clinched spots, so let's kind of see where we are. I, I would have to put – start with A&M as bad, the looking team at this point, as I've seen, the biggest concern that I have is twofold. One, offensively, they have seemingly no ability to create opportunities for their offense to be successful they are so married into what they do and you better be loaded with talent if you're going to run it the way they're running it without any offensive ingenuity and i think it's very difficult to do that these days they don't have the elite talent on offense the playmakers that can just absolutely line up what they don't, don't don't do anything to help their offense there's nothing they do from a motion standpoint, there's nothing they do from a formation standpoint. It's really needs a lot of updating this offense. It's a it's an absolute mess. I have said it before though. In some ways, the disaster that is a season where you don't even go to a bowl game, potentially we're looking at 4 and 8. That's what they're that's what it's looking like right now. Um, Could you imagine sitting here saying the best they could do is five and seven? That's exactly the best they can do. Four and eight is, is likely what it's going to be. They got UMass this week. The fact that it's hit rock bottom is going to necessitate that Jimbo take the look internally and make decisions from a pride standpoint. It's extremely embarrassing. I think, for him at this point, the way this program looks. So I think because of that, it's going to force him to make a move that under normal stances circumstances, he probably wouldn't make. If this was an 8-14, and 14, he would be able to throw it off on this or that, and, and that fan base and that administration would buy it. They're not going to buy it. Anymore. This is going to necessitate some significant moves or else it's going to create further problems that's going to cause a really difficult season next year, which is going to be better than this year. I just don't know how much better, and it's going to cause major problems. Vanderbilt gets a win, and and I'm excited for him. There's no question about it. I don't like the fact that somebody has to go that long without winning a conference championship game. It's a three-year losing skid against SEC competition. So they can at least go through this season without having to take that into the offseason. Um and, and you, you beat a team in Kentucky. That's look, I know they have underachieved big time, but this is not an awful football team. So kudos to them. You go to 4 and 6. You're not going to go to a bowl game. Um, but look, I is it mean that I think they're going to win, you know, three or four games in the SEC next year based upon this uh, initial win? No, I don't think that. But I think we're trending towards a, a positive offseason if there is one to Put this, propel this team to where, with the right schedule, maybe, maybe you can get to six wins next year. Auburn, uh, as I mentioned, kind of the same, uh, uh, with, with the same situation going forward. Four and six. Be interesting to see if they can find a way to win against Western Kentucky. Pull a major upset over Alabama. There's, again, a lot of momentum for Cornell. Uh, We've gone into that. Um, uh, All signs point to um, a conversation, uh, a little bit of a pull. I'm not going to say an in-fight battle, but I think there is a Lane Kiffin, Hugh Freeze discussion on the Plains of who might be the better fit for them. That's how they view it. Some are a little bit more on one side, some more on the other. Um, I don't think it's going beyond those two at this point. Um, Neither one of them are going to turn it down, so it's not going to be the issue there. Um, And we'll see how it plays out. Missouri, um, getting hammered by Tennessee is expected. Um, I think the question with Missouri in terms of their program is, can Eli, you know, there's a limitation of how well you can recruit there. Can Eli fix some things on offense? They locked up Blake Baker for next year. I think the reason why Eli got an extension is that he's convinced them that we're going to have to make certain changes on offense and what we're doing and how we're doing it to get this team kind of to that next level. South Carolina is bowl eligible. I've said it before, they're not really good, and I don't think they're very well coached. I don't think the quarterback's playing very well. Uh, The defense gave up a ton of yards. I I just don't see the optimism in this program that other people see. I, I see them going to a bowl game again. I certainly can see them going to a bowl game again next year. But I don't see anything better than seven and five under Shane Beamer unless it's an awful year by the other teams that are ahead of them. They're going to be behind Georgia. They're going to be behind Tennessee. They're going to be behind Florida. And most of the time, they're going to be behind Kentucky. Okay, so it's, it's very simple. It's Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. So it's seven, six, or fifth place is where I see the programs. I don't see South Carolina penetrating that anytime soon. Arkansas, it's a disappointing year for them. Um, They're five and five. Um, We'll we'll see. The Liberty get loss was was in some ways even worse than LSU. That gets you to a bowl game. but bowl eligibility is in jeopardy here. And that's uh, that's difficult. They've got an underdog against um, Ole Miss this weekend. Um, that's going to be a tough game for them to win, quite frankly. They got at Missouri, I think, is where they get it done next week to get to a bowl game. Needed, that's certainly not the expectation under Sam Pittman that we've come to expect. But again, as I've said about, Other developmental programs, being Iowa or, you know, Kentucky or um, Illinois. I mean, when things are going well and you're healthy and you've got all the pieces together when you're a developmental program, then things can go well. But then there's this belief that that's what you're always going to be. And that's not what Arkansas is. It's a rebuild for them. They don't reload. They don't have elite talent. And so when you have key injuries it hurts them more than other programs. Um, look it's it's in a good year, they're gonna win eight. Um, in a bad year they're gonna win six. the right schedule they could win nine. That's kind of where they are. Kentucky's been another disappointment. It's been a tailspin losing to Vanderbilt's quite frankly embarrassing. Uh, the off, the problems on offense have persisted um they don't have good protection up front which is something they normally have again same thing applies to them as to arkansas a developmental program that yeah you've got a good quarterback yeah it looks like the passing game is better than normal but you don't have the foundation of what makes you good a really good defense and a really good running game behind a really good offensive line so you don't have that uh they started off 4-0 and Kind of got that top ten feel, but they flatlined since the beginning of October. Why? Because of the problems. The foundation was not as strong. And when you start to have some cracks in that foundation, they have no other ways to try to try to beat you. And they've lost maybe a couple of games they could have won. Absolutely blew the Ole Miss game. Should not have lost the Vanderbilt. Shoulda, shoulda, shoulda. You know. um, But you know, eight and two could have been this everybody what ifs there's are they're scheduled to two more wins or two more losses it's just the way it is it just it's not a year it's a it's a rebuild for them on a developmental program that's just not as good as they have been like what florida's done um, in how they've gotten better they dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball against south carolina they've got a toughness they've got a Brit, they've got they're getting better in building and building. They're going to a bowl game. I'm excited about what they potentially could do. They've got uh, Vanderbilt this week, which they will win, and then they go to Tallahassee to play Florida State. Folks, we could be talking about Florida getting to eight and four or Florida State getting to nine and three. That game's going to be a lot of fun for both of those teams. So look out for that. Mississippi State. Brutal schedules hurt them. They're not uh, – they're they're very easy to figure out schematically. Um, you know, the loss to Kentucky hurt. Um, you know, um, for Mississippi State and Mike Leach to save face this year, they're going to have to beat Ole Miss. Certainly got to beat Ace Tennessee. But finish eight and four could be – you could put a spin on it. Well, you this and that. I think that this is the ceiling. I think this is what Mike Leach is. We're not going to see him build a program any better than what he's doing now. I'm not saying that the record will never be, you know, nine wins or ten wins. It could happen. But they are going to have to be circumstances that allow that to happen in a given year. This is not going to be a a nine or a ten win program. It's going to be an eight win program at best. And um, it's kind of where they are. Ole Miss lane kiffin um they haven't really beaten a good team all year um they're not the program that that i think lane likes uh which is why he certainly tried to get in on the lsu and florida jobs last year Uh, he is definitely interested in the auburn job and the reason is he knows the ceiling is a lot lower at Now, you could say there's more security at Ole Miss and the expectations are not as big, and you'd be right. But for big-time coaches that want to win big, they want more than that. They want a chance to do that. Um, You know, Ole Miss um, has got limitations from a recruiting standpoint. Lane is having to get it done with transfer portal buys, and he's assimilated those guys very well. Uh, I think this team has really got an outstanding run scheme, outstanding backs, and their tempo works well. I think they get people um misaligned and creating eye violations on defense. And it's been it's been fun to watch what they do, but there's a ceiling. They don't have enough of a passing game. They had every chance to beat Alabama. They wasn't able to get it done. I I I think that last year's team was better and i think you could have teams that are maybe better and more complete but with lane his defenses are overshadowed and don't i think great offensive coaches that tie their identity to their offense always their defense is a little bit behind um I think that's going to be the case at Ole Miss. I don't think you can get elite talent, and I think they're always going to be fun. If Lane were to stay there, they'll be fun. They'll be good offensively. At times, they'll be really good and real challenging to defend, but I don't think they'll ever be elite because I don't think they're going to recruit the type of talent defensively, nor will they play to help that defense out. I I think that that's that's a real problem, and – You could make the same comparison to Josh Heupel, except Tennessee is recruiting better defensive players. And I think clearly, at least this year, they have hit, uh, you know, an ultimate success of a veteran quarterback, a style that fits, receivers that, that work. Now, let's see Josh do this for four and five years. And let's see him recruit elite defensive talent. That's going to be key, and we'll determine what the ceiling is at Tennessee. But I think the ceiling is higher there. And I think he feels the ceiling is higher at, at Auburn, which is why I think he'll take the job if he's offered. Alabama, we've gone into, there's going to have to be a complete overhaul of looking at what they're doing. I think Nick Saban kind of has an idea of what as uh, what needs to be done and what doesn't need to be done. And I, I think it's kind of foolish for people to speculate. Uh, Nick Saban has certainly got that um, handled uh, and will have it handled. LSU, again, um, it's probably as good a job as I've seen in the country this year at improving during the course of the year. they won four straight games. They're a hot team that didn't play great last week, but they're finding ways to win a tremendous. Tennessee, um, you know, uh, this offense is playing at a high level. They they were not competitive against Georgia. I don't think they match up well against Georgia. Uh, I'm curious to see if they get into the playoffs, how they would match up against, let's say, a Michigan or an Ohio State or a TCU, um, a team that's very much like them. And then Georgia, what can you say about them? The most complete team in the country. Look, they're not as good as last year, but they're very good in all aspects They're better offensively. They're still very good defensively. They can run the football with power. They can soften up a defense. They can throw the football effectively. They can throw the football in a layered passing game with the tight ends. They can go vertical when you have to overplay the run, and they can move a safety. And then defensively, they can defend the run. They create pressure from the outside and the inside, and then cover. You know, they, they in a, in the toolbox world, as I like to call it, they bring a lot of weapons, uh, a lot of tools in that toolbox. So uh, they will continue to be the number one team in the country and will um, finish out the season as they've got uh, Kentucky this week, which they'll handle in Lexington, then Georgia Tech, and then it'll be on to the conference championship game. A reminder, check out LandryFootball.com for all the latest. Um, Take advantage of the football season sale. You get all the detailed film room breakdowns of all these teams, all these games in the college and the NFL. Reminder also to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network. We appreciate you joining us. Talk to you again next time, everybody. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen the bride and groom?